Welcome or welcome back to the Company of the Cat. Today I will talk about incest and the stillborns of House Targaryen, and some other people here and there that have done similar stuff. And since this is a more petite video, you can gather your friends and play a drinking game. Every time I say blood, take a shot. It is no secret that House Targaryen has many stillborns, and even though only the heavy incest could explain this, I think it is not because of the incest. Because it was something common since they were still in Valyria. All Dragon Rider families practiced it, and I think it was necessary from the start. The usurper is dead, she said, but his son rules in his place. Ser Jorah lifted his gaze and his dark eyes met her own. A dutiful son pays his father's debts, even blood debts. Blood in general is a payment in the novels, and not only for magical purposes. The sins of the parents are visited upon the children. We saw in Tyrion's chapters Catelyn constantly saying that he must pay with his blood, it is the only way. If you tried and found to be guilty of the crimes for which you stand accused, then by the king's own laws you must pay with your life's blood. Or when Theon said to Asha that he killed Bran and Rickon, he explained himself by saying, they defied me, he shouted in her face, and it was blood for blood besides, two sons of Ender Stark to pay for Odric and Maron. And sadly, the people who pay with their blood aren't the ones that caused the problem, most often than not, their parents did. I like it no more than you do, Ariane had overheard her father say, but there is a blood debt, and Quentin is the only coin Lord Ormond will accept. Coin? Her mother had screamed. He's your son, what sort of father uses his own flesh and blood to pay his debts? The princely sort, Doran Martell had answered. And this pattern continues even when magic is involved, and maybe even more in this case. I am a small man, Davos admitted, so tell me why you need this boy Edric Storm to weigh your great stone dragon, my lady. He was dead in mind to say the boy's name as often as he could. Only death can pay for life, my lord. A great gift requires a great sacrifice. Where is the greatness in a baseborn child? Here is one of the first time uh, we are told that big gifts require big sacrifices, and in this instance the sacrifice was a kid. The other time we are told this is when Dani meets Miri. It is not matter of gold or horses, this is blood magic lady, only death may pay for life. And we see this with Arya and Jaiken too. The red god has his due, sweet girl, and only death may pay for life. This girl took three that were his. This girl must give three in their places. Speak the names and the man will do the rest. Magic requires sacrifice, and not just random sacrifices. Azora High tempered Lightbringer with the heart's blood of his own beloved wife. If a man with a thousand cows gives one to God, that is nothing. But a man who offers the only cow he owns... Kids were not only, most of the time held dear by their parents, but if the sacrifice is a relative, then you are offering your own blood. My son, my blood. You think I'd give him to you, crows? Craster doesn't give a shit about anyone else but himself, but he is sacrificing his blood by giving his sons to the others. He gives the boys to the gods. Come the white cold, he does, and of late it comes more often. Was she in truth a witch who lay with demons, bringing forth dead children as a payment for the knowledge they gave her? This is a phrase about Alice Rivers, and is heavily implied that Alice was practicing magic. My lady, she saw you in a storm cloud, in a mountain pool at dusk, in the fire we lit to cook our suppers. She sees much and more, my Alice. The notion that stillborn children are payment is a thing, the cost for magic and knowledge, apparently. 
And this last quote was the one that clicked in my mind. When Danny lost Rego, there is a very specific description. Twisted, I drove him forth myself. He was scaled like a lizard, blind, with a stub of a tail and small leather wings, like the wings of a bat. When I touched him, the flesh slowed off the bone, and inside he was full of grave worms and the sting of corruption. He had been dead for years. The baby, merely or not, would have died. He had been dead for years. Rago was not the only lizard baby we have. Lena's baby in the books was twisted and malformed. In House of the Dragon and in Fire and Blood, we saw that Visenya was a dragon baby too. Many kids of Magor were also described as monstrosities. And we have countless stillborns that we do not know the appearance of the babies. And if Alice Rivers gave birth to dead kids in exchange for magic, what was stopping the dragon riders from doing it? It sounds to me like the reason the Targaryens have dragons and dragon blood is that they sacrificed their blood in advance. To have magical blood, they need to sacrifice their blood, and this blood is their kids. Blood for fire and fire for blood. They have to keep giving their blood to keep the fire in it. In the same episode that Visenya was born, we also saw the Valyrian song that Daemon was singing to Vermithor, and the lyrics read, Fire breather, winged leader, with two heads to a third sing. For my voice, the fires have spoken, and the price have been paid with blood magic. The price is already paid with blood magic. Incest is not the reason for all these stillbirths, but the opposite is, incest is practiced to produce stillborns and by extension a magical bloodline. And if it is indeed something like this, meaning sacrificing your children before they are even born in exchange for a magical bloodline, obviously incest is not only necessary, but your best shot. Now, that was a sentence to say out loud. By practicing first-degree incest, they can keep the magic only within their family without the sacrifice passing to a different bloodline. And second, the sacrifice is stronger since both the parents have the same blood, so double the blood for the same purpose. And that explains why these widows in Valyria thought that banging your sibling is the pinnacle of civilization. We haven't seen every stillborn baby of the house, but for sure quite a lot of them are described as scales with tails or bat wings and in general lizardy. We do not know whether all of them have at least some of these characteristics, but I would say that it is very, very plausible since the main reason they make these sacrifices is to have the dragons and the bond. They give babies in exchange for dragons. Also, members of the house that have an affinity and a reputation for magic, more than the basic tag, tend to have a lot more stillborns or are not very fertile, and people that had many kids ended up losing them tragically one after another. Aedes with the pyromancers is one example, Visenya was also practicing blood magic, and she along with Aegon was not very fertile, because even though Aegon was sleeping with Rhaenys very often, they had only one son, and there were rumors that he was not even his. The only kid between Visenya and Aegon was Maegor, and we know that he was no Robert Baratheon. Aenys and Zaharis had many kids, but every time something happened, same with the lines of Daron II, there were a lot of kids, and all of them somehow died or left or whatever. Valar also had some stillborn sons, Mataris died childless, and Aerys I never did the deed with his wife, so again, no kids. Rhaegal's kids, uh, Elora and Aelor, were married to each other, but she caused Aelor's death in a mishap, which left her mad. Rhaegal himself was kinda mad and sickly, and poor Denora married Arion, 
We do not know what happened to their kid, but they didn't want him as king because he was an infant and his dad was crazy. Maker had kids, but you can guess how that went since the next king was Aegon V, also known as the Unlikely. And the same with Egg's many kids. One died in a rebellion, one died in Summerhall, one was married to another house, and the two kids that were the next queen and king gave birth to Aenys and Rayla, and also Zaharis II was again sickly and weak. And Dany had a stillbirth, sacrificed Mirian herself in the pyre, and she got three dragons. It seems like the only way for the line to continue is either stop being magical or constantly kids and members of the house dying. Dragon Lords seem like they gave their payment in advance. But we have many stories from around the world that people were giving children pretty often in return for magic. And again, saying it out loud sounds so wrong, but it is kind of genius. We have to admit this. You're offering your blood, but you are staying alive. <laughs> now, there are rumors that Alice was doing it, but from the stories we get, this is exactly what the Corpse Queen and the Night King were doing too. He gave his seed and his soul as well, and we know they were doing sacrifices. I'm on the part of the fandom that believes the Corpse Queen was an ice male type sorceress and not a female other, because how do you even do another? And the whole Shadow Baby situation sound very similar to that. Stannis danced the Devil's Tango with Melisandre, and after that he started to look way older and the descriptions of him were way more gloomy, cold, almost soulless, and grey. And I'm not saying that he was the life of the party before, don't get me wrong, but after that moment he got worse. Also, he gave his seed for a very dark type of magic. Madaniel also was a known blood magic practitioner, and people were saying that she was killing kids. We do not know if the kids were hers for sure, but the rumors about her eating and killing and using children's blood are there to this day. And this is a theory of mine, but I think this is the case with the woods witch Herndon and Harlon were sleeping with. They took to wife the beautiful woods witch who dwelt atop Hornhill, sharing her favors for a hundred years, for the brothers did not age so long as they embraced her wherever the moon was full. And I don't think that it was actually when the moon was full, but when she was on her days and she could get pregnant. And since they were twins, it worked for both of them. Because we see throughout the novels that when they talk about pregnancy and the menstrual cycle, they use the moon as a reference. Even the tea is called moon tea. And if using your kids as an offering to have magic is possible, and to me it sounds like it is, it explains why most witches we have are witches. They're women. In general, it's easier to get a kid and be sure it's yours, and they didn't have to worry much about who the father was. Also, very easy to find a dude and bang him. It's not like you need him much after. The main difference, I think, between these examples and what the dragon lords did is that for the dragon blood, they prepaid the babies. They wanted a whole magical bloodline, not just one person, so they gave a big sacrifice in advance. This is it for today. If you did the drinking game, rip, because somewhere in the middle, four out of five words was blood. But I hope you enjoyed the video, and if you did, subscribe, like, and comment your thoughts about the dragon babies and the bond. Next video is going to be either a video about Septa Lemor or the crypts in Winterfell. I will upload a poll so you can choose. And until next time, bye!